Hey, everybody. My name is Jasper Smith, also known as Mr. Bill Wealth. Some people call me a financial educator, financial planner, financial advisor, their credit counselor, insurance guy, investment guy, retirement guy, probably other names. I think financial concierge sums it up quite nicely. I've worked in the financial services arena close to 15 years now, and I've experienced people from all walks of life. The key thing that I've discovered which sets the wealthy apart from others is one thing. The wealthy have a comprehensive financial game plan. This game plan is something they commit to, update as needed, and it's appropriate for their current stage of life. No matter where you might be on your bill wealth journey, I hope you find the stories and information shared on this podcast useful. Take what you learn and apply it to your life. And please share what you learn with your family, friends, coworkers, and community. Why? Because the more you share, the more you'll help me disrupt generational poverty for everyone so their kids' kids' kids can live a life of privilege. We kick off every episode with story time. During some episodes, you'll hear an inspiring story that will provide you with the encouragement or motivation that's needed to face your financial fears head on. While other stories will be cautionary tales that might help you avoid financial setbacks in life. Some stories will be general observations that Mr. Bill Wealth has made from living life as a financial services professional. Either way, we can learn so much from the actions of others and consider maybe jotting down a few notes while you listen. Oh yeah, you'll even hear some personal stories from Mr. Bill Wealth himself. All right, let's get to it. The title of this story, I'm Too Busy Isn't a Good Excuse. Working as a financial services professional, I tend to get a lot of reasons as to why people can't or won't meet with me. And hands down, the number one excuse is I'm too busy. I think we we all need to seriously stop using the I'm too busy excuse for when it comes to discussing your financial situation. We all can make time for what we want to. Like, I know it's possible. I've seen people tell me what they can't do, but then somehow I see them putting in time to accomplish some other feat. So you've got what it takes. You're just not willing to apply that energy or time to your financial plan. Plus, I don't know if you knew this, but we've all got the same 24 hours in a day and how you decide to use yours is totally up to you. Let me give you another number. There are 8,760 hours in a year. So I ask you, how much time do you even devote to financial planning? I'm not saying you have to give me all of your time, but some of us are never taking any time to do the work that's needed in order for us to achieve financial success. I'm not saying you got to become some financial wizard, but at least take the necessary time to craft a solid financial plan. Then do a status check. Maybe it's quarterly. Maybe it's twice a year. Maybe it's once a year. It's up to you. However, you want to do this planning. 
but you got to make sure you check in so you can know if you're on track or not. See, what I find is that people tell me they're too busy. I holler back at them in a year and they're in the exact same spot. It's the weirdest thing from a financial standpoint. Like Some of them have gotten new jobs. Some of them lost jobs. You've had additions to your family. People have purchased homes, purchased cars. You've been living. But if you are in the exact same financial position year after year, and then when I ask you the question of, well, what do you want to see happen or change? And I get the answer, but then I'm always in my mind thinking, okay, this person wants to do better. They feel like they can do better. They may be earning a decent living, so they they can definitely put some things in place. But yet time has gone by and they haven't done it. So they were too busy a year ago, but apparently they're still busy. Look, I, I don't know when you're not going to be busy. As long as you are trying to progress in life, you're always going to be busy. So even if you don't feel like the time is right right now, Maybe schedule something out six months from now. Hey, look, in six months, I'm going to call Mr. Bill Wolf and just have that conversation we were supposed to have yesterday. Or, you know, I rescheduled Mr. Bill Wolf and maybe I need to, to really buckle down and maybe he can help. Maybe somebody else can help. But we keep saying we're too busy, but yet we're doing other things in our lives that require time. Now, when I think about your plan and how frequent you should be taking a look. Well, that's going to vary from person to person. But if you have some life-changing event, like getting married, having a child, starting a new job, moving, etc., then adjust your plan accordingly to accommodate your soon-to-be new life. So if you're too busy, just always remember when a life-changing event occurs, boom, that's the time you work on your plan. That's the time you reach out to your financial planner, your retirement specialist, your investment person, wh whomever you go to for financial counsel, that's the time. So you don't necessarily have to put a reminder if you're not going to go to those links, but just when life changes, your plan should get updated. At a certain point in life, my hopes are that you make the commitment the time commitment to planning out your financial future. The sad reality is that many people are leaving their financial futures to chance. Please don't leave your future financial security to chance. Do something about it today. Now, if I can shift gears for a second, when I think about I'm too busy, here's where my brain takes me. I think about the people who tell me they are too busy to exercise or eat appropriately. And we all know what happens when you say you're too busy to do this. Oh, I'm too busy to work out. I'm too busy to eat healthier. Well, you end up in the hospital and that's for some others. They just die like flat out. You're dead. So you, you've known that you, you haven't been eating right. You, you haven't been exercising. Hell, I'll throw in getting enough rest. Just basic things we need to be able to function. Keep saying or keep telling the world, your significant other, keep telling your kids, keep whoever you're making the excuse to, keep telling them you're too busy to do something. Reality is going to sink in at some point because there's going to be an event. And I hope it's not the ultimate where you leave this earth. Maybe it's a wake up call and you just have a heart attack and you don't die. Great. Now I think you need to consider how you're living.
If you put on a few pounds, so what? You can get them off. But <laughs> you can't keep telling me you're too busy. Like, I don't want you to end up in a situation that could have been avoided. So I know I'm always talking about money, but I think about my overall health. Because t- people tend to tell me or they tell the world or whomever that they're too busy to do things related to their health and then they have a health incident. Like that's the reality of you consistently saying you're too busy to do something. Well, at some point that is going to change. I don't know when. Some people get lucky. Maybe they never have that traumatic event that shakes up their world. But for most, it's probably going to happen. You keep saying to yourself, I'm going to get to it later. I'm going to get to it later. I'm going to get to it later. Well, it's later. (laughs) You still haven't done it. And and just think about, again, don't, don't think about the money piece. Think about everything else in your life that you say you're too busy for. Something ends up happening that could have been avoided. And so then you're, you're looking for sympathy and all this nonsense where I'm thinking to myself, it's your fault. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but that is the reality of living. People will try their best to help you. They will try to alert you of the signs that you're going down the wrong path. Ultimately, it is your decision to decide what you are or are not going to do. When I talk to people who tell me they have some financial concern issue that they're trying to relieve or alleviate or even some goal they're trying to achieve, I tend to follow up and say, what kind of commitment are you willing to make? When the person says, well, I don't have the time right now in my mind, like I want to like shake them up. Like, hey, look, I know today isn't the right time and there's never going to be a perfect time, but you're not too busy. So stop giving me this bullshit excuse that I'm too busy. It is such a cop out. And I wish everybody would start growing up and just telling people. I'm not willing to make the commitment in time to do this work. I'd rather you say that than say I'm too busy. Too busy is a cop out. So put your big boy pants on. Put your big girl pants on and just tell people like the honest truth. You're saying you're too busy because maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're embarrassed about where you should be financially in your life. Okay, own that shit. Own it because I'm too busy isn't a good excuse. You're not busy building an empire. There are people who actually are busy. They're building billion dollar institutions. They're running successful enterprises. They're busy. You say you're busy, but yet I see you always responding to every single thing on social media. I see you always having fun. You're always at the party. You're always at the function. So apparently you're not too busy to have fun and fun is important. But imagine the level of fun you could have when you're not stressing out about money. The the party is that much more exciting. So please do your best when we're talking about financial planning. Stop giving the excuse that you're too busy because I know you're really not. It's now time for the, if you were me segment, people are always searching for those financial gems that can assist them with achieving financial greatness. 
And with that comes three questions I'm constantly asked. One, what do you think I should do? Two, if you were me, what would you do? And three, what do people in my situation typically do? When you're putting together your build wealth plan, it's got to be personalized and unique to your situation. However, when people ask me those questions, they are looking for blanket advice. I generally don't know enough about their situation to make a proper recommendation. So I do my best to give general guidance that they could have probably found doing a quick search on the internet. It's then up to them to act on that information or sit on it and do nothing. I figured I'd put myself in someone else's shoes and tell them what I'd actually do. So if you're listening to this and you recently had a baby, here's what I would do. I want to first congratulate myself and my partner for bringing a little person into the world. Like just the fact that we created something that's alive. So, so cool. And I want to relish in this moment that we've brought a life into this world and I need to go ahead and get comfortable being sleep deprived because the baby's going to need a lot and it should be given a lot. It's trying to grow. It needs to be comforted and nourished and all that good stuff. And I need to be excited about this because this is a lifelong journey. This isn't a, I do it today is gone tomorrow. This is like a, a lifelong commitment. and. I have got to begin to think more along the lines of a person who can provide. So if I just had a baby, I got to at least begin to reassess my spending or my budget. I've just got to start to think about that because I probably was already planning some things ahead of time, but now that the baby's here, like we're in it. And so Maybe we did a little bit of planning. Maybe we didn't do any planning, but for what it's worth, the baby's here. So I have got to really begin to understand my spending a lot more because I've added an additional line item and this baby is going to need a lot. So I've just got to be aware. So if I were you and I just had a baby, it's probably the best time to sit down and review not only my budget and my spending, but everything. Literally, I need to go through my entire financial plan because having a child is a life-changing event. And I think that is what we all should do when we have a life-changing event is update our financial plan. So now that I have this baby, okay, I'm gonna start right at the top, you know? Okay, how much do we have to spend on the child for food or diapers, uh, medical expenses that may come up. I mean, we've got to really start to buckle down and think about how are we going to provide for this child? Or if I'm a single person, how am I going to leverage my village to help me with this child? So I got to start thinking about things a lot differently because there is somebody that's relying on us to be financially successful. And if I am that single parent. Again, I'm leveraging and relying on my village, not only with the physical help, right, but also financially, because maybe I want to set some things up for my child to ensure their future 
financial success. And I need to be aware if I'm you and I just had a baby that I've got an 18 year head start. So I don't want to waste it. Meaning this kid comes out and I've got to be putting some things in place soon after, because the earlier that I start, the less stress I'll have later. Again, if I start now, right after they're born, I take full advantage of the 18-year head start because I, I hear, I see, I just ask a lot of people about like what do they wish they would have done when they had a child. And they all say, we probably should have started saving for college a lot sooner. We probably should have considered starting an investment account for them a lot sooner. You know, I probably should have done all these things differently, but we didn't for whatever reason. So if I'm you and I recently had a baby, I'm taking full advantage of the 18 year head start. So I'm thinking about maybe setting up that bank account just to have some safe money there. So when the child is old enough, they're going to get that account. And they'll understand that they, they have something to their name in the bank. You know, the bank money, not going to grow crazily because it's, it's in a bank. Interest rates aren't that great, but it's a nice place to have some money for a child if you're saving. I also want to think about investment type of accounts. And I really want to explore this notion of, is it really for education or is it more for, I'll say life? Meaning if I wanted to specifically invest for college, I may lean towards a 529 plan because those are set up especially for education. And I want to look at the 529, but also may say to myself, well, what if my kid doesn't want to go to school? So maybe I just want to invest in a custodial account just so that way my child has some money in the market. And if I'm taking advantage of this 18 year head start, maybe I do a, a little bit of money every month but I got 18 years worth so I can take advantage of the compounding effect. And the same goes with that savings account, that bank account. I, I take advantage of this 18 year window. And so I don't need a lot of money up front, but I do need to apply something. Or maybe I've gotten gifts from family and friends or whomever, right? Maybe we just got cash. You know, maybe that was something we wanted on our registry. Because if I'm you, I'm putting that on my registry, right? I need money for all these things, not just to take care of this baby, but thinking about this baby as the baby grows. So I also want to consider getting life insurance on a kid. I, I know parents don't like to talk about predeceasing their children, and that's not what this is for. And, and granted, if that happens, then it is what it is. It's kind of not in our control. But getting life insurance helps to protect your child's future insurability. So let's say you come from a family that has, I don't know, everybody got cancer. And let's say it's gone from generation to generation. Well, chances are you could be a carrier and your child could be susceptible to getting cancer later in life. You don't know. Or maybe the child grows up and just doesn't choose a, a healthy lifestyle. So I can pre-plan by getting my kids some type of insurance coverage, no matter what they decide to do in life. Because most people's life insurance is tied up through their job, but maybe my child wants to be an entrepreneur. So maybe they're not going to have the job that offers all the cool benefits. So I want to consider getting a life insurance policy on the child as well, because it's, again, to lock in that future insurability. But, you know, there's some elements of certain types of policies that could be leveraged or used for college or for other purposes. So I want to think about the insurance policy also. 
the last thing I probably want to consider if I'm you and I just had a baby, I want to go ahead and start my child's credit journey. So I'm going to add him or her to one of my credit cards as an authorized user. I'm just starting early, y'all. Do y'all understand what I mean by this? Your kid is going to need credit at some point in life. Why not start their journey early? So if, again, I'm taking advantage of the 18-year head start, my child has, I hope, an impeccable history when they apply for their first credit card. And so as a parent, I want to make sure I'm being responsible with my own credit, but just adding my child and letting my child ride my coattail for roughly 17, 18 years, they are going to be so much further ahead of somebody because they will actually have some credit history. I also want to think about my estate plan. So probably a good time for me to review my beneficiaries on retirement accounts that I have, any life insurance policies. If I have any property and I have any trust squared away, are the, you know, the, am I updating my trust and, and adding my child into that document? Have I thought about like guardianship in case something were to happen to myself as a parent, or if there's two parents, if something happens to you both, who takes care of your child? So I definitely want to think about and have that conversation around updating my estate plan, preferably with my estate planning attorney to figure out what documents I need to update or what new documents do I need to put in place to ensure my child's success, no matter how long I'm here on this earth. So definitely, definitely want to take a look at my estate plans and make sure those are up to code. So having this baby is a lot. But from a financial planning perspective, there's so many things that I probably should do right away. And I just want to take my time and prioritize them accordingly. But I don't want to miss anything. And so if I'm you and I recently had a baby, this is where my money team comes into play. Like who's helping me with my investments, my retirement, my insurances, and then who's helping my significant other or my spouse? And what does the kid need? And I want to go down this laundry list of things until it gets until it gets done. Like I don't stop. I have to make this list. This is a life altering event. My entire financial plan should be updated and then I can get back to life. Hopefully the tips that I've shared will be useful to you as you've recently had a baby. As always, you should consult with your own financial professionals to ensure the moves you're making as it relates to your bill wealth plans are in your best interest. I want to give you, the listener, a big shout out for tuning in. I'd love for you to join me on my quest to disrupt generational poverty. Whenever you're ready, head over to thebillwealthmovement.com and fill out the contact us section at the bottom of the page. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at TBWMovement and on Instagram at TheBillWealthMovement. I also want to ask you a question. Do you have an inspiring story, a cautionary tale, or some good old Bill Wealth advice? I'd love to hear from you. You can send your story or advice to share at readytobuildwealth.com, and that's the number two. So again, that's share at readytobuildwealth.com, or leave it on our share voicemail at 888-56-SHARE. Again, the share voicemail is 888 five, six, share. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Well, that'll do it. Until next time, just know that I'll be working tirelessly to disrupt generational poverty for everyone so their kids, 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 
can live a life of privilege.